their sexuality. Get your official Adam Sank Show merchandise at adamsank.com. T-shirts, tank tops, mugs, masks, just about everything you can think of emblazoned with the Adam Sank Show logo. Go to adamsank.com to order your merch today. Thank you. Warning. The program you're about to hear contains highly offensive and indecent material. This is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Hello, can you hear me? <laughs> yes, that music can only mean one thing, which is that it is Pride. It is Pride Weekend, motherfuckers. Woo-hoo. If you're listening live here in New York City or Chicago or Seattle, Denver, San Francisco or in Puerto Rico, a happy Pride to you if you're in any of those cities. And if you're in any other cities, there's no Pride for you. There's only shame. Welcome to the Adam Sank Show. Sank Show. It is 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, June 26, 2021 at dnrstudios.com. The only place to hear this podcast live and throughout the week that it first airs. Don't forget to download the new DNR Studios app. It makes listening a snap. Leave us your ratings and reviews on iTunes or wherever else you listen. Email me, me, at adam at adamsank.com. Hey, if you're listening live, give us a call. Wish us a happy pride. It's 804-TALK-ASS. You can call anytime, even when we're not on the air, and leave us a voicemail. Like the Facebook page, download the comedy albums, get your official ass merch, t-shirts, tank tops, even the Delta variant of COVID. The link to all of that is adamsank.com. And finally, it is podcast awards season once again. So if you're listening to this anytime between July 1st and July 31st, is there a July 31st, Joey? Yes, there is. Yes. Uh, then go to podcastawards.com, register as a nominator, and nominate us. Nominate the ass in the LGBTQ category and the People's Choice categories. Today, we have a fabulous, fabulous show because we have not one but two in-studio guests. They are a Broadway power couple, actor-singer Daniel Reichard, and choreographer Patrick McCollum. They will be live in studio, but first, it's time to fade down that music and welcome a blast from the past. A co-host who has not done this show, I want to say since 2018, is that possible? Yeah, 2017, I think. July of 2017, maybe was the last time. I think I had the show in 2017. Maybe. You Uh, would know better than I, because this is Joey DeGrandis, who has a highly, (laughs) what is it? Highly superior autobiographical memory. So what date do you think it was that you were on the show, Joey? I... I was going to go with July 9, 2017. You had Joshua on? I don't I remember. Elaine, I want to say. I'll, I'll, we'll Elaine? Have to, we'll have to verify that. <laughs> I think you I mean, mean Joanne, I, I, Joanne I mean, and Joanne, Irene. Yeah, Joanne and Irene. We're finding us. the cracks in the yes, memory. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Some Actually, superior you're, you're right. Memory. I do remember the picture. On, it was a while ago. We took a picture in the old studio. Yeah. Be- of, Bemis? Uh, Bremis. Bremis. Yeah. Right. Sorry about that. I remember I mean. we talked about the mad pooper. That was a, that's, a, that's a historic episode. We play that episode a lot. Yeah. It was very funny. But welcome back, Joey. Great to be here, Adam. Thanks for having me. It's a shame that it took us uh, four years to get you back, but you're a fabulous co-host. Always good to be on the ass, it's in the ass. a pleasure to see you. Um, hey, I want to thank uh, Wayward Tom, uh, one of our listeners, who sent a lovely card a uh, really beautiful card just talking about how much he enjoyed the show. And he has actual monogrammed stationery that says Wayward Tom. <laughs> yeah, and it's great. Oh, he so hand great. wrote it too. How about that? Yeah, how he, vintage. It, it's very uh, old fashioned and graceful. Personal. And I appreciate it. Um, also, I wanted to let you guys know that I have created a bonus episode of this podcast that is available only to subscribers of dnrstudios.com. It's called Ass After Dark. <laughs> Adam's bedtime stories. Mm, yeah. Is there any other way to do the ass? It, I mean, it's best after dark, I think. It looks better. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, 
I, uh, this episode posted this past Wednesday, so DNR Studio subscribers, it should already be on uh, your feed or however you want to say it. it in, in the... I found the picture. Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, it's a picture. And what's the date on that? Oh, he was wrong. It was actually March 4th, 2018. <laughs> oh. Joey, I think we're going to have to strip you of your title of <laughs> yeah. Highway Superior Autobiographical. And it Maybe was just Sunday. That was when we used to do shows on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. True. So July 9, 2017 was a Sunday. We're going to have to verify, but we can just call it AM now. Autobiographical memory. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no more highly superior. Anyway, <laughs> the point debunked. is, if you want to hear Ass After Dark, uh, you should subscribe. Listen, you can subscribe for a month. See how you like it. You can always cancel. Um, but is that true, JB? Am I t- <laughs> saying something correct? You are saying the right thing, but we don't want you to cancel. Please pay no, us all the money. No, of course not. <laughs> but, of you know, you do have the option. I'm just saying. Um, okay, what else? Uh, recommended viewing. So the last time we did recommended viewing was two weeks ago, and I said I have two recommendations, and then I only gave one of them. <laughs> because we got into a whole conversation about In the Heights. Mm. So my second recommendation for two weeks ago is the show Hacks on HBO Max with Gene Smart as a Joan Rivers-type comedian mm-hmm. and uh, a young woman whose name I can't remember right now playing a, uh, a Hollywood comedy writer who gets drummed out of Hollywood for an offensive tweet and has to go to Vegas and become Gene Smart's writer. And it is uh, one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. I have a real love and affinity for Joan Rivers, and it's so closely based on her life that I wonder if Melissa had to give permission for them to do all the things they're doing. Hmm. Uh, But it's wonderful. Gene Smart's fantastic. So Hacks on HBO Max. Um, Also on HBO Max, Rent Revolution is a documentary about the first ever American um, Broadway musical to play in Cuba in over 50 years. I have a personal connection to this. Uh, Many years ago, I had a Cuban-American boyfriend, and one of his best friends at the time and now was this guy, Andy Senor, who was one of the uh, angels on Broadway in Rent. He wasn't the original angel, but he was a replacement, and he he toured as angel all over the world. And he's Cuban-American. And so when the producers of Rent decided they wanted to do a production in Cuba, they asked him to direct it. So he flew with a whole production crew to Havana, and it is a really beautiful, inspiring, lovely story. And even though Andy was never nice to me the whole time I was going out with Philip, uh, I still recommend his movie. Fuck you, Andy. (laughs) He's he's enormously talented, though, and it's a a wonderful, um, wonderful movie. And then the last thing I'll recommend is Work in Progress with Abby McEnany on Hulu. Hulu. Um, Work in Progress stars Abby basically playing herself as a uh, very butch, gender nonconforming, middle-aged lesbian uh, with some mental illness issues. Hmm. It is not what you would expect for a comedy, but it is incredibly well done um, and portrays a character that we don't ever get to see on television. Hmm. Also, Julia Sweeney from Saturday Night Live plays herself. Pat. Yes, and that's one of the running plot lines is that this Abby McEnany, for the last 25 years, everyone who sees her says, oh, look, it's Pat. <laughs> and it's like destroyed her life. Like oh. that character destroyed her life. And you so could typecast. She, she confronts Julia Sweeney in a restaurant about it, and Julia Sweeney becomes like a recurring character on the show. It's Amazing. really smart. So work in progress on Hulu. That was a lot. Joey, any recommendations? You know, thank you for those recommendations because I've been just watching Golden Girls on Hulu, which is fabulous. But how many times can you see the same episode? Yeah, right. I got to get some new stuff going. So thanks for that. You're welcome. What have I been I haven't really watched anything new lately. A lot of Law & Order SVU, too. (laughs) Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Why does your list sound like uh, an old woman watching know, right? TV? Are you also <laughs> watching Murder, She Wrote? Or no. Jag? Are you watching Jag? Oh, you know, <laughs> I just saw something on Netflix, Shade. though, that I think is cool. I started watching the Boys to Men episode of this pop thing on Netflix. Have you heard of this? No. The Evolution of Pop. What'd you say, JB? JB doesn't do Netflix. Yeah, you don't do I Netflix. I didn't hear her Netflix. We are not friends. You, you, you down with, you fucks with Hulu? So I'm sorry, Joey, what is it? It's called Pop Something on Netflix. It's like the evolution of pop, and they're different episodes. I was watching the Boys to Men one yesterday. I'll watch that. Yeah. Uh, JB, any recommendations? Um, Don't say leverage again. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs>
Bro, you looked at me and you said, Joe, Joe did the same shit you did two weeks ago. <laughs> okay, sure. But I've been watching, I've been, I pulled the Joey. I've been, my shows aren't that old. Like, I've been watching stuff like Bird Notice. I'm ancient. Yeah. And White Collar. Burn Notice mm. and White Collar. Yeah, and I never got to like sit there and finish Burn Notice and I never watched White Collar fully. White Collar is with gorgeous Matt, Matt Bomer. Bomer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I gorgeous. think he lives in my neighborhood, FYI. I don't wanna I don't wanna I, put I that wish out he there, lived but... in my ass. <laughs> right? If you know what I'm saying. Oh, it's This Is Pop is the documentary. This is pop. Okay, I just thank looked it you, up. Joey. Yes. All right, well, let's get into the news. And this week, uh, seeing as it is Pride Week in all these cities, almost every story this week is about someone famous coming out. We have three comings out to tell you about. Yay, yay. The first was such a big deal that it came across my phone as an AP news alert. It was breaking news because the first ever active NFL player has come out of the closet. His name is Carl Nassib, or Nassib. Uh, he plays for the Oakland Raiders, and um, really, with no warning or fanfare, he released this statement on his Instagram. Take a listen. What's up, people? I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. So in addition to coming out, he also announced that he's donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project and asking other people to do so as well. The Raiders showed their support, writing, proud of you, Carl, on their repost of Nassib's message on Twitter and adding a black heart emoji. Why a black heart? Maybe it was from a black player. (laughs) Is that a thing? I mean, for us, yeah, I said black and green hearts to my baby brother. Why green? Uh, Green Ranger. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going down a rabbit hole. (laughs) Um, More than a dozen NFL players have come out as gay, but only after their careers were over. Former University of Missouri defensive star Michael Sam was the first openly gay football player ever selected in the NFL draft, um, but he never made the final roster and retired in 2015, having never played in, in, in an NFL regular season game. So this is a first, and football is you know, the biggest sport in America and therefore the biggest sport in the world. The Mm. Super Bowl is the single most watched event in the galaxy. So it's a really big deal. And I was feeling great about this story. And I was like, what a wonderful story. And what a great guy to be donating to the Trevor Project and not making it all about him. And then... Oh, no. (laughs) See? Take a guess. Okay. If this was a joke, it was a lie. Because the way he was in in the video is like he's smiling. It's like he's making a joke. I was like. No, no. It's not a joke. He's really oh, gay. The problem really? is people started doing deep dives on his social media. And they oh. found a number of pictures of him with people who appeared to be very vehement Trump supporters. Mm. Wearing MAGA paraphernalia, Trump paraphernalia. Also, they did a search of public records and found out that he is a registered Republican. Hmm. None of this means, you know, that he's a bad person necessarily, but uh, it just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Um, I don't understand how gay people can support fascism and uh, particularly, you know, the most anti-LGBTQ president since Reagan in terms of the policies that he made and and the protections against LGBTQ protections of LGBTQ people that he rolled back. So it's it's just kind of a bummer. Now he it's not like he's a Trump. He hasn't said anything about Trump. He's not he doesn't speak about politics, but you know, I judge people sometimes by the company they keep and it looks like he's friends with a lot of shitheads. Oh, hmm. then I guess I'm a whore cuz all my friends are whores. <laughs> I mean, that just by makes proxy. that just makes me like you more, JB. <laughs> uh meanwhile, Laurel Hubbard will become the first openly trans Olympic athlete. I went to school with a girl. Queen. I went to school with a girl named Laura Hubbard. Hmm. This is Laurel Hubbard. It's a great name. She's from New Zealand, and uh, New Zealand has named Hubbard to its women's weightlifting roster for the upcoming Olympics in Tokyo, making her the first openly trans athlete to compete in the games. Uh, She's forty-three. She will compete in the category for women over 87 kilograms, which is uh, how much, Joey? Ooh. <laughs> 192 pounds. 
carry my American card here. Yeah. This has been met with a lot of controversy, as you can imagine. Um, <clears throat> apparently, the Olympic Committee has requirements for athletes who transition from male to female, and she has met those requirements. The requirements stipulate that the athlete must declare that her gender identity is female and cannot change that status for sports purposes for at least four years. And then they also test her testosterone levels, and the level must stay below 10 nanomoles per liter. Nanomoles? Hmm. Interestingly, those who transition from female to male have no restrictions. They can do whatever they want. Hmm. So Interesting. There are people who think that this gives her an unfair advantage over her cisgender female competitors. And, lady, stop. I'm sorry, our guests are here and my dog is going insane. Um, it, you know, this isn't like when you have school sports and there's a trans girl who wants to play on the girls' team and everyone says, no, she can't. There's no question in my mind that she should be allowed in those situations. But when you're talking yeah. about professional sports in the Olympics, there, there might be an advantage mm. to having been assigned male at birth and be competing against people who were assigned female at birth. I don't know. I don't know enough about weightlifting or physiology, but yeah, um, one of her opponents has said like, listen, I support trans rights 100% and I support her, but I don't think this is fair to me. Hmm. Uh, Anna Van Bellingen, a Belgian weightlifter who's likely to compete against her, says, I'm aware that defining a legal frame for trans participants in sports is very difficult since there's an infinite variety of situations and that reaching an entirely satisfactory solution from either side of the debate is probably impossible. However, anyone that has trained weightlifting at a high level knows this to be true in their bones. This particular situation is unfair to the sport and to the athletes. I don't know. What do you think, Joy? Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. I, 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 like you, don't know enough about it to comment, but yeah. I mean, I'm all for people being who they are, but I don't know. I just don't know. It seems to me that if her testosterone levels are the same as a cisgender woman, then I'm not, I don't see what the what's, problem what's is. What the problem is, right. Um, and if she's the same size as them, you know, they're in the yes. same weight class and so forth. So right. we shall see. Um, but and uh, anyway, that was not a coming out. That should have not been in that. Uh, I should have waited on that story. The next celebrity who came out this week, tell me if you remember this name, Joey. David Archuleta. Oh, sure do. Yes. I, I said it when I first met her with those beautiful pink lips. She gay. Girl, we all knew. <laughs> we knew. He was just a teenager when yeah. when uh, he was on season seven of American Idol. I mean, so wow. was I. So was I. Archuleta was this adorable Mormon boy who's now only 30 because that's how young he was when he was on uh, American Idol back in, um, baby, what the fuck was it? 20, 2008, I think. Anyway, here's what's interesting. He didn't come out as gay exactly. He came out as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh... <laughs> Hold on. Uh, he said, I don't want to put words in his mouth. I'm trying to find the quote, but basically what he said was, um, I came out to my family in 2014 as gay. He's like, but since then, I, here I'm reading a quote now, but then I had similar feelings for both genders, so maybe a spectrum of bisexual. He then went on to explain that he also learned he doesn't have as many sexual desires and urges as most people. Quote, there are people experiencing the same feeling of being LGBTQIA+, who are wrestling to follow their beliefs that are so important to them just as I have. Basically, he's saying, I might be asexual, I might be bisexual, I might be gay, no matter what, I'm saving myself till marriage, hmm. but I'm, I'm definitely a member of the LGBTQIA+, LMNOP+. QRSTUVWXYZ community. Not purely heterosexual, right? Yeah. Right. And it's you know cool. what? It's all fluid. I'm sure this was very hard for him. Yeah. Was it? Though that, Morm <laughs> that Mormon church, man, does such Girl, a number but, okay, on them. She came out to her family in 2014, right? That's eight years? No, six years. Six years. No. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven years. <laughs> Seven Math years. is fun. Yeah, no. Math is super fun. I'm what year are we fun. in? Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm like, you you had your family. I'm assuming your family support because it seemed like nothing changed, and you just now coming out the closet to everyone. I don't know. It just seems kind of weird to me. I feel for him. Yeah. Listen, he became famous when he was still a child, and he's got this like heavy church indoctrination. Right. Um, he had to go on a mission for two years, and I, I, I don't think this is easy for him. And I think, listen, in my heart of hearts, do I believe David Archuleta is probably just gay? Yes. Mm. But I think he's coming out in stages, and yeah. that's what's working for him. So good for him. Good for I him. I applaud anyone who comes out better late than never. Yes, um, queen! And another person who came out this week, Ryan sent me this and was very excited about it, Laganja Estranja from RuPaul's Drag Race came out as a trans woman. Oh, another one. Yes, queen! She said, there are so many other women around me who've inspired me to come forward today, and it's because of their fight and their struggle that I'm able to really do this and say that I'm nervous but not scared. The 32-year-old recording artist and cannabis activist (laughs) revealed this in an exclusive interview to Entertainment Weekly. Um, You know, it's interesting. I feel like we've come full circle when it comes to the overlap between drag and trans, being trans. Mm. In the days of Stonewall, there wasn't really a distinction. The, there were a lot of individuals who identified themselves as drag queens, but probably would identify as trans women nowadays. They just didn't have the terminology the for it. Marsha P. Johnson called herself a drag queen, but she really was a trans woman. I think, you know, it's widely agreed. She lived as a woman. And... So then, for years, it was, do not confuse drag queens with trans women. Drag queens are men. It is a performance. It is not living your life. And, and you know, we were indoctrinated that we should never confuse one for the other. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like so many prominent drag performers, like Peppermint, like Carmen Carrera, like Gia Gunn, like Laganja, are, are saying, no, actually, we yeah, are women. Trans. Yeah. And we and you can be a trans woman and a drag queen. Yeah. Yes, claim more power to you. Yeah. Amen. Good for her. She says she feels beautiful, um, and she's you know learning how to be a woman without all the drag. Hmm. You know, just to be natural, to look like herself. She thanks Gia Gunn, who was her roommate for a long time. Um, she said, our transitions are different and will manifest in different ways, but it was incredible to see someone live their truth and be happy. Um, as I said, other Drag Race contestants who have come out as trans include Gun, Got Mick, who I fucking love, Peppermint, Kylie Sonique, Love, Jiggly Caliente, and Carmen Carrera, among others. So good for her and happy pride to all these people who have come out. Yeah, Joey, did you hear this terrible story about the... Wilton Manor's Gay Men's Chorus at the Pride Parade. No, this is, but I'm reading it now. This is awful. What happened? Tell me about it. I mean, we think we have problems in our chorus. Oh, geez. A truck plowed through a crowd at an LGBTQ parade Saturday night, killing one person and injuring another. Oh, that's awful. Both the driver and the three people who were hit by the car were all members of the Fort Lauderdale Gay Men's Chorus. Some wondered whether the driver intentionally hit anyone, because I could see that happening in our course. But police released statements Sunday saying it was an accident. Uh, Fort Lauderdale Mayor Dean Trentalis was feet away from the accident and told reporters Saturday night uh, he thought the man intentionally drove through the crowd, but then on Sunday he released a statement saying he was mistaken. Quote, last evening at the start of what was supposed to be a celebration of pride for the LGBT community and commemoration of our hard-won victories for equality, our community faced the worst of tragedies. The grief of our LGBT community and greater Fort Lauderdale is, as a whole is palpable. I don't understand what the car was doing there in the first place. Yeah. When we have parades in New York, the streets are shut down to cars. I guess a car could go through a barrier, though. It, was the driver drunk? Is there any indication there? The facts continue to be pieced together. Um, a picture is emerging of an accident in which a truck careened out of control. Uh, this was the Wilton Manor Stonewall Parade and Festival, which was happening around 7 o'clock on Saturday. Um, the driver was wearing a Fort Lauderdale Gay Men's Chorus t-shirt and had a, 
I'm sorry, and had a large pride flag on his 2011 white Dodge Ram. Um, I'm laughing because it was so awful. I'm sorry. Uh, a DUI investigation showed no signs of impairment. The driver has not been arrested and is cooperating with police. Oh. Um, it's just a terrible tragedy, and yeah. especially to happen at such a at joyous time. event. Yeah. You know. Sorry to hear that. So, praying for all of them and for the families of the uh, the family of the victim. Meanwhile. An anti-LGBT plus Christian activist has claimed that the Biden administration is recruiting lesbians to create a demonic military to help the Antichrist rise and take over the world. I actually LOL'd when I read that. (laughs) (laughs) And here's what I have to say to that. I mean, what could be better than a lesbian demonic military <laughs> that will help the Antichrist rise and take over the world. Uh, this guy's been in the news before. His name is Gordon Klingenschmidt. He's an Air Force veteran and former Navy chaplain. And he says the Army and the CIA are actively recruiting lesbians into the military. Uh, I hate to break it to him, but you don't have to work very hard to recruit lesbians into the U.S. military. <laughs> they, they tend to gravitate there on their own. Um, Klingschmidt referenced woke recruitment ads released by the CIA and the Army aimed at recruiting a diverse pool of candidates. The U.S. Army cartoon ad follows the story of Emma Milanolord, a child of two mothers who was inspired by the strong women in her life to find her inner strength and, uh, in the U.S. Army. I think it's cool that they have that ad. Klingschmidt condemned this lesbian recruiting ad, claiming that Emma is serving her country admirably, dis- admirably despite her same-sex parents, who struggle with sin. Mm. Behind the story is why the U.S. Army policy is now to go out and bring people engaged in sodomy into the United States military. Do lesbians commit sodomy? I don't know. I always think of a sodomy as like a strictly male thing. I guess What, because it's, it's just penetration? Well, sodomy, I, th- I always thought sodomy meant butt-fucking. Butt-sex, right. But maybe... If you stick a dildo up your girlfriend's ass when you're a lesbian, that's lesbian sodomy? <laughs> Lesbians, if you know the answer to this, call in at 804-TALK-ASS. Do you ever commit sodomy? Um, I just want to know how long it's going to take for this demonic military to take over the world. That's my I question. hope it's soon. Yeah. Let's I shake mean, things up. I, frankly, we need lesbians to take over the world. We need to shake it up a little. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, he goes on and on. Um, he has a long history of making bizarre and hateful comments about queer people during his time... <laughs> During his time in the Colorado House of Representatives, because of course he served in it, he claimed that gay people should be banned from teaching because they set a bad example because of the demonic spirit of homosexuality. In 2016, he asserted that Caitlyn Jenner needed to be exercised, not exercised, like E-X-O-R-E-R, yeah, of her demonic illness because she's transgender. I mean, I don't disagree with him there. <laughs> I was going to say that. The power of Christ compels you. Exactly. She definitely has to be exercised. Um, that is all the stories I had today. We finished uh, quite early. We have a voicemail. Is that for the oh, show? Oh, yes, the yes, show? yes. Okay, so back when I was talking about Ass After Dark at the top of the show, I forgot to mention that I've been getting lovely feedback from DNR Studio subscribers who heard the episode. And uh, one of those, uh, one of the things I heard was from Timothy Timeshifter, who left the following voicemail. Hey, Adam, this is Tim in Maine, otherwise known as Timothy Time Shifter in DNR World. Just wanted to let you know I listened to the Bedtime Stories uh, special episode and really, really enjoyed it. I've been a listener of yours since day one and a fan since back in the old facility days. Um, I know that you're a great host, you're a good comedian, and a fantastic interviewer, but you really are a really, really good storyteller. So thank you very much. Just wanted to give you some feedback. Beep. Yay. Thank you, Timothy Time. Yes, queen! Oh, my God, that is so loud. <laughs> Turn down that board. Ugh, I just lost my eardrums. Okay. By the way, before we go to our guests, I just want to confess something to the audience. I don't know if you've noticed anything different about me today, but I'm a little fucked up. Actually, you've been wearing a tight shirt. It's pretty Have standard. Have I been okay? Pretty yeah. standard. All right. I, I feel like I'm a zombie. I didn't sleep at all last night. Besides lady acting crazy, you're wearing a tight shirt. <laughs> I went to a bar last night that is named after a patriotic bird. 
<laughs> that shall remain nameless. And I, um, I met uh, a man at the urinal, <laughs> and uh, dot, dot, it was dot. love at first sight. And um, I invited him home. We left immediately. And he spent the night, and we had a lovely time, but I got zero sleep and may have imbibed in several substances. <laughs> If you're so. listening, Adam's guest, please call into the show. <laughs> please call 804-TALK-ASS and let us know what you thought of my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. And uh, let's get to our guest segment because our guests are here early. They're looking scrumptious. And um, more time with them. Yay. Our guests today are a Broadway power couple as well as a couple of power bottoms. <laughs> Zing. Actor-singer actor, Daniel Reichert is an old friend of the ass. He's best known for originating the role of Bob Gaudio in Broadway's Jersey Boys, and he performs songs from the show in the touring group The Midtown Men. Patrick McCollum is a Broadway choreographer whose brilliant work has been seen in the band's visit, The Last Ship, Rocky, and the 2018 revival of Angels in America. So please give a warm-ass welcome to Daniel Reichardt and Patrick McCollum together. Thank you. Oh, my welcome. goodness. How welcome, booming. welcome. Patrick, get your face up to that mic. You can pull the mic towards you. you know? <laughs> oh, this is our first joint interview we've ever done. I heard that. Wow. And by that, you mean you yeah, smoked a we, joint before coming. Yes, totally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hence why we have Dunkin' Donuts right here. That's yes. Right. Oh, we brought you guys donuts. Patrick, you. Yes. I'll Thank you so trailer. much. It's um, sexier than my mango. It's a perfect morning to feed it, They're donut. gay donuts, basically. They're <gasps> corporate gay yes. donuts made by our dear allies at Dunkin'. Now, we should point out that uh, Dunkin' Donuts is not a sponsor of this show. They really don't want us to But they the can box. be if they call 804 Well, so podcast. we got all of these pride colored, uh, you know, oh decorated. Oh god. That is a very intestinally right. challenging yes. uh, <laughs> donuts that we we thought maybe we would get the pink holes for you guys, but we just got these yeah. instead. I mean, I do wow. love a pink hole. Uh, there is a Thanks. solid there's a solid pink powdered donut. Then there's a pink glazed donut with rainbow sprinkles. Then there's a chocolate sprinkle, a vanilla sprinkle, and I don't know what these two are. They're pride donuts. Mm. But what's the... I don't I think know. they're just glazed donuts. I think glazed, you yeah. should be proud proud if you're having 530 calories for a donut <laughs> Jay, Jay, on can, Pride Weekend. Can you turn Daniel's uh, sound down a little bit? Oh, oh come on. Blowing me away. <laughs> I'm supporting from the diaphragm. You really are. <laughs> okay, so let's get down to it. I want to know, and I don't actually know the answer to this, how you two met. I want to hear the whole story, and please do not leave out any of the sexual details. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to start? Okay, you start. Okay, so I was working for Wicked as the dance supervisor um, back in, I don't know, 2008. And I was at the back of the Gershwin Theater. I was a uh, dance supervisor, and so I would take notes. And this next day, they were going to do a five-year anniversary concert um, at the Gershwin and do the deleted songs and scenes from the first <gasps> act of Wicked. Oh, my God. It sounds like a good idea. And then you're like, oh, wait, they deleted it for a reason. They're not good. Garbage. Mm. Not garbage, but, like, they just didn't make the cut. They didn't make the cut. So um, they were having people come in and uh, perform, and uh, one of the people was Daniel, and he had never seen Wicked. So on the Sunday matinee where I was taking notes, um, I walk into the sound booth, and there's this very handsome guy, and... We see each other and meet, and so we met at the back of the Gershwin Theater, which is gay AF. Yeah, like, during a wicked weekend. rehearsal. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like it's not the sexiest story in the world, but it, what, we were both in relationships at, and we just said hello, and then we went to the party together the next night with our respective relationships, oh. and that was it. And that was it. You know, we just. Said, and what year was that? That was two thousand nine. Or so, eight, or yeah, two thousand eight, and then in the beginning of ten, we were both single. I started re reaching out on the grinder of its time, Facebook Messenger, mm. <laughs> and, slid into his DMs, did you? Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> slid in, and we started talking. It was kind of like sexy talk, and like let's hang out sometime. Let's have you a can get a little closer like a now, Danny. Oh, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, there yeah, he it turned is. it down. This is an emotional roller coaster. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, and so we like had our first date was a like a home date. It was like let's get right to it. Had you been thinking about him during those two years? Oh yeah. And the thing is that Patrick is so not vain and in the best way. And so on his on his Facebook, you couldn't really tell really what his like attractive 
essence was all about because it was all these kind of just weird random pictures. There weren't a lot of that, thirst traps. Yeah, selfies. nothing like didn't that. Didn't do Very a lot little. of thirst traps. And so that when he came over for for this date, I I was like showing him around. It was like like instantly, I was just like, oh my god! Like it took me so by surprise how intensely my attraction came out really fast and. And uh, that was now, yes, you know, eleven years ago. So wow! Yeah. Eleven, years, eleven ago. years in April. That's a great story. Was it important for both of you to be with someone else who's in the creative arts field, the performing arts field? No, I was actually looking for not that because <laughs> it can be hard, and he yeah. still is. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of in different lanes. I think yeah. that's what helps is like that we both have we're in the same world but we're in like in different concentrations and so because of that we don't um there's there's not that competitive nature if we were both actors or yeah. both choreographers. Mm -hmm. I sense. I had a history of dating uh, dating guys in uh in in the theater other actors but they were Broadway dancers, you know, or music directors so that it, it wasn't still wasn't the same thing but it was much closer and this is a, a just something a, a healthier vibe for us is that he doesn't have a performer ego vibe and did I you do. ever work as a performer i did i was a dancer so i started dancing when i was seven years old and um hmm. and then when i moved to new york i wanted to become a modern dancer and then i realized it does does not pay bills well no. <laughs> so um so i gave up that that dream and uh i was like let me try musical theater because i knew some friends who were in it and uh and so once i got the information on on how to become like how to get involved in musical theater i booked wicked and i did wicked in chicago and then i did it on broadway as well were you in at the same time as marty thomas i was not I we were ships in the night, and we I, two wicked cast members on on the show now. Nice, I'm Marty's a, awesome. We're he's everywhere. A, I've been back <laughs> with Marty a long time. Yeah, he's a good guy. So we know Daniel's life story from uh, okay. his first time on the show. Tell us your <laughs> life story. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Orange County, California. Oh, nice. conservative. I grew up there, and it was uh, very conservative, and but beautiful. Yes. Like, we were just there visiting family, because I hadn't seen mm. them since the beginning of the pandemic. So but, nice. um, yeah, it's like gated communities, like manicured walkways and all this stuff. And, um, and then I went to school in Long Beach, California, which is awesome and has like... What school? Cal State Long Beach. Uh-huh. And um, so I was there and, uh, and then wanted to move to New York. And... Um, but all my family's still back in California, and uh, that's. It was nice to go out and visit and uh, see everyone and get to feel the desert. I miss the desert. Now you've been dancing since you were seven, so I guess coming out of the closet was superfluous. I mean, <laughs> but and yet still a shock. Yeah. Like and yet surprisingly, they were like, "What a Justin Timberlake superimposed penis picture on the AOL account? What happened?" <laughs> You're like, "Come on, no way." Get a life. So when did you officially come out? I came out when I was twenty or twenty-one. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Which nowadays is considered late. Late. But, you know, I'm a little older than you, so that's. That was normal when yeah. I came out. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I uh, The guy that I hooked up with last night uh, used to be an actor. And okay. he went to school for musical theater. And he's like, I was the only gay guy in my musical theater program. What? And I said, how is that possible yeah. that he knows of? That, yeah. Well, that's what I said. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're not going to come out when you're in college as a musical theater major, like, when the fuck are you going to come out? Yeah. Yeah. At Michigan, mm. you know, there would be like... Two straight guys in a class, and we would bully them. Yes. <laughs> I went to Michigan, too. I went to Michigan, and Hunter I Foster was the only straight guy only in the musical guy, theater. Yeah. Boy, did he get a lot of tail. We have so you, never, <laughs> you never know with people's families and stuff. Just playing devil's advocate. No, I you know, get it. There's always, sure. there's I just, always stuff. You know, there's I, mean, I was a dance yeah, major at Cal State Long Beach, and I didn't come out until my senior year. And they, like every, all, every woman who I was like holding up in the air was like, no shit. <laughs> Right. Now, were you having sex with guys by, the, by then? Oh, yeah. Lots of it. Yeah. I was doing, yes. Because, like, I, on the weekends, we'd go up to L.A., West Hollywood, and, and you know. So you had a gay life. Yes. You just didn't tell. Yes. But I came out, like, in Australia. I went to Sydney, Australia, and that's where I, like, had my, like, awakening <laughs> and uh, had a really good time having that awakening. 
Fun. Yes. We're all just thinking about that now. <laughs> Daniel's first yeah. time having sex was with one of his Catholic school <gasps> mates, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you, you That's do. true, yeah. Do you guys like to reenact that fantasy? Oh, we, yeah. we talk about Put it. Put on the uniforms. <laughs> we love telling the stories of our lives. <laughs> now, uh, when I saw you guys in Fire Island last summer, which, by the way, was such a joy. So I, I went. Fun. I went to Fire Island. Amazing. It was the height of the pandemic. Oh, I miss it. <laughs> Although cases were down at that point, yeah. and uh, I was in a house with like eight other guys, and these guys were at their beautiful house, and they stopped by the pool with a ukulele and performed for me. Yes. Oh, and I'm hoping you brought it today. I did. Yay! <laughs> now tell us about this uh, song that has, I think, become your signature song. Well, one of them. For sure. <laughs> oh, good. You have more than one. Yeah. Well, basically what happened was we were, hang- we were hanging out with uh, a dear friend, Christopher Spaulding, and at our apartment in the West Village. Thank you, baby. Yeah. And we were talking about, oh, I had been listening to like Hawaiian songs because I was trying to think of material just to move forward when we go out and about and there was this song called the hawaiian turnaround and i thought well it'd be so fun to like write a fire island version of this so a parody patrick (laughs) patrick uh chris and i just got wasted and just wrote 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 just in one sitting this whole thing was written and we like we were just on fire and it just and, and so we do still sing it a, quite a lot. Now, for listeners who have not been to Fire Island, I'm sure you're still going to find this delightful. You don't need to know that much. There isn't a whole lot of. I think it paints a portrait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you've ever been to any sort of gay vacation, I think uh, a lot of this will apply. Yes. So, without further ado, here's oh, Daniel Reichert and Patrick McCollum. Oh, I didn't even warm I'm up. so excited. Performing their original composition. <laughs> <Is> this... <clears throat> the ukulele is so cute. It sounds good to me. Can you, it's so little. Can you hear it okay? Okay. Fire Island turnaround. Hit it, boys. When you arrive in the harbor, there's an unmistakable sound. Everywhere that music is found, the Fire Island turnaround. Twinks that say yas, you hear them at the start and end of every song. And you'll find your yasing along, the Fire Island turnaround. Beautiful views, every direction, tropical hues, picture perfection, houses astound, each time you turn around. At sip and twirl, you're sipping and you're twirling, you're caught up in a world. Then the poppers fall on the ground. The Fire Island turn around. Breakfast rosé, some push-ups and some squats, and now you're set for the day. Never eat, you may lose a pound. The Fire Island turn around. Then you meet him. That gorgeous guy you've seen a couple times at the gym. Now your one true love has been found. The Fire Island turnaround. Brush your teeth twice. Take your true vada. Clean out your hole. You know you oughta. You might end up turned on a meat rack mound. Taking your pill, you're dancing by the speaker, then you start to feel ill. Toilet paper's not to be found, the fire island turn around. Home. 
make a decision, hard to choose which. With blurry vision, make a strong dream. Then we'll go back to town. When you get home, that moment when your feet are finally touching the ground. All at once your pen station bound, the Fire Island turnaround. This is the Fire Island turnaround. Yes, Queen. This is the Fire Island turnaround. Oh, 5HTP. This is the Fire Island turnaround. Last Ferry. This is the Fire Island turnaround. Yes, Queen. Yes! <laughs> so good. Oh, I'm transported back to Fire Island. Yes. I'm there. I'm there it's right Fire now. Fire Island Fantastic. in three minutes. It's the best wow. is seeing Patrick at the end because he kind of does like these little act outs. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's it's audio only. The passing of oh. the five HTP. And my favorite, my favorite line is the rhyming of Chuvada with Ada. Uh, yeah, uh, that's the soberest I've ever been singing that song. <laughs> Same. Where so I was like, I'm not used to. Is it better having, or worse that way? I don't know. I think it, I think it's worse. We'll, li- we'll listen to the episode and determine. <laughs> I feel like I want to have more live performances in my life. You know, in the old days, like you hear about all these Hollywood parties where everyone would would sing. Everyone would take turns at the piano and sing. And I've been to like one or two parties like that. Charles Bush's Christmas party is like that. Wow. There comes a point where everyone just moves to the piano and it's just one after the other. And everyone's enormously talented and interesting. Yes. I just feel like that's a party. That's a party. That's that's at our place. You know, we, we, always have live music at our parties. We, invite me. My Thanks for the invite. No, I was just going to say, you all have to come. I would, I would love to have you guys over. It'd be yeah. so fun. No, but it's, it's fun. Live music really brings people together, and it really makes people feel in the moment. You know, when, when we play, and not just the silly songs, but any song, when you're, when you're like, that's why ukulele is a great instrument for anybody to play. Yeah. You know, because it's it's quick to pick up mm-hmm. and you can take it around very easily. But when people are singing along to something, we're singing Dan- Dancing on My Own on the ukulele. I play that a lot. Oh, yeah. And when I love that song. Everybody <laughs> sings it together and it's and everybody just feels very alive and very presence music does bring people together like that maybe at the end of the show we'll we'll bump out with you (laughs) performing dancing on my own oh my god the ukulele too evokes like island sun Mm. you know like it it feels like that a very chill vibe it makes you feel very good and it it does evokes all those physical sensations that you feel when you when you're at the beach how long did it take you to play just out of curiosity well this is another patrick and me story yeah i got him he he was out on the road with the midtown men and constantly like going from city to city and he's like i just wish there was a way that i could be creating music or trying doing music out on the road that's not the show Mm. um that made me feel creative and i went to this uh little shop in the east village and found this white ukulele and it was for his birthday and i was like let me get him this white ukulele and he i gave it to him he was very touched by it we were at our favorite restaurant tavern on jane and i pulled it out and he was like he teared up it was lovely and um and then that weekend we were going to fire island and we missed the the damn train at Penn Station, so we had to sit on the post office steps, with wait for the next one with with the riffraff and uh, <laughs> and wait for the next one for like an hour and a half. And during that time, he's like, "Well, let me pull this thing out." And he, in an hour and a half, by the time we got to Sayville, he knew how to play it. See, wow. that's not something a normal person can. No, do. Like, he's kind of a right. genius. I did have a little bit of uh, you know. Back, you know, I know how to read music, and and also like I played the guitar, and there's say, relationship yeah. to that. Yeah. But it it was fun then. So then we were playing, we were doing, we we were having songs already by the end of that weekend. But there was this one one memory that's very ash show um, <laughs> is that we were one night. You know, we were up really really late, but it was still dark, and I was like, let's walk to the beach. Let's and so. And this is the first weekend with the ukulele, and we go, he says, sure, great. And we go, we turn, you know, out of our house, and we're walking, and you could just see bodies on the boardwalk ahead, 
just so you're like, okay, something's going on. <laughs> and it's clearly these two guys just railing each other <laughs> right up against like somebody's trash can. Okay. And and I was just kind of looking and I was nervous. I was sort of nervous and I started, I was like, and he, and he grabbed the ukulele and he goes, don't play the ukulele. <laughs> Excuse me, gentlemen, would you like some uh, I, romantic music? I think I that, that would have yeah. helped. Yeah, I, would have just I think that would have been would, a great story. Just, By the way, it wasn't a trash can. It was a recycling can and stopped giving away my business. <laughs> uh, no, that's I, I think it's a, I think it's a blessing whenever uh, someone can play an instrument and and or sing. Um, for other people, I took guitar lessons growing up from my cantor. Oh wow! My cantor uh, wanted basically an assistant, and he wanted someone who could like supervise the uh, youth group chorus when he was busy with his cantorial duties. So he gave me free guitar lessons for like a couple of years, wow. and I just never got any good at it. Mm. You know, I can still play all the chords, but I could never do my left hand and my right hand can't do two different things at the same time. Yeah. I don't have that brain. You could <laughs> consider this, the ukulele, Let because me see it's so much It's so softer. light and little. When you, yeah. Like a guitar, yeah. I, I took guitar lessons for a long time and now it has fewer it's chords. Intent, more intense mm. And what's the chord structure on it? It's, it's mm, different from... It, it's exactly like a... A C chord on the guitar is a F chord on the ukulele, so you have to kind of re-translate. But and it's anyway. strung differently. It's easy you to already, play, though. You already played. You know I what? Played. You know what a dipshit I am. I was like, "Who's Mike Cantor?" Oh my god! <laughs> you know, he's the cousin of Mike Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Cantor's name was Cantor Groper. Actually, oh my oh. god! No. He was, a, oh, he was a very decent man, hilarious. though. He never groped me. Uh, miss opportunity. Uh, wow. All right, in the time remaining, <laughs> it is time to play everyone's favorite game, Ask Me No Questions. Ask me Are you guys ready? Ask Me No Questions. Yes. Yes. Neither of you has ever been nominated for a Tony. Have you ever had a three-way with a guy named Tony? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Anthony's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, several. I didn't mean to pluralize that. More but... than one, Tony. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> What's the strangest place the two of you have ever had sex? I'm guessing it's up against a trash can in Fire Island. <laughs> Fire Island, turn around. I don't know. Um, Let's think about this. Oh, I, um, I think it might... It might parents house in, in cleveland that's true you're from cleveland yeah. we're talking about this after oh. i'm from cleveland oh, oh yeah. we were that, just there that just is nice. strange, strange just because your parents were there or was it in a yeah, strange no, location were, in the house and yeah your childhood bedroom else there too yeah. <laughs> oh you got a three-way in your parents house mr and mrs reichardt if you're listening just a joke mom and dad was it your childhood twin bed <laughs> Yeah, oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> With all the science pictures up on the totally. wall. Yeah, exactly. And we, <laughs> and we both cried in shame after. Oh. So. <laughs> now, you're both huge fans of the ass. What is your all-time favorite episode? We uh, really are. We really are. Fans. And we, in fact, I can, t I can answer that. Yes. We were just in California. We were driving all over, and the Luke Trong episode. Oh, oh really? fuck well, yes. We, it was the most recent, but... but we're fans as well, and it was just the cutest, like the cutest. But there's a lot. I, I love every every episode. I love every Thank episode. Thank you. Of this yes, show. You guys we listen such to you with regularity. Can I just say it was very nice. I mean, because you know, I'm at Daniel, but it was very nice. I mean, this man, he's like, it's very nice to put a face to a buttery voice. He's I was lovely, like, oh. right? <laughs> Your voice is buttery. It's <laughs> buttery. Um, Luke, I thought Luke was interesting. He wasn't what I expected. He was kind of like a California surfer yeah, dude. Totally he's from Orange County, where yeah. I'm from, and so immediately I was like, I get this person because I've grown up with with people like him and, right. and and but i just loved i kind of thought we'd have this like in-depth conversation about what it meant to be asian and porn and he was like i don't really think about it like yeah. he just was like so he nice like, so i have confident. notes on this yeah exactly <laughs> okay you're going to a party and you can only have one of the following a pitcher of margaritas a medical marijuana vape pen or a tab of pure mdma which do you choose 
The tab. Yeah. <laughs> no hesitation. The tab. I mean, that is the correct answer, yeah, let's be honest. Number two, I would say the medical marijuana vape pen. And lastly, the picture of margarita. Yeah, because yeah, that's basic. Who's making the margarita? Thank you. But who's to say, exactly. you know, in, any, in any real party, though, you can have all three and will have all three. I mean, if it's a good party, yeah. by the time you go home, you've had it all. Plus the ukulele. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> what is your favorite part of your partner's body? Daniel's chest. He does have nice titties. Oh my god, they're, and they're out. Titties they're are always, always out when out. he comes to this. Uh, always, but I mean, lead with it, right? Yeah, girl. <laughs> Show off your D cups. Wonder- <laughs> they're wonderful handles. Now, are, the, are the nipples sensitive? Not. I mean, I would say I, I like them being touched, but He's I don't actually like doing them it. being like pin- pinched. Same. I, yeah, I, I, I've heard you say that. Yeah, I. I and my really nipples are always like hard, so people assume I want them like yeah. punched and chewed on <laughs> yeah. and squeezed, and I don't. Yeah. All right. So, what's your favorite part of Patrick's body? Well, I I really truly love it all, and I love his chest too. But the cheeks are like the magic. The butt cheeks. Yeah. Mm. Now, can we see? Sure. Don't just hold them down, He's, but let's just. Uh, Get He's it. got that modern dancer ass. It's cute. Yeah. It's yeah. cute. It's a, nice, cute. it's a nice bubble. Well, he's not wearing the tightest yeah, of shorts. <laughs> um, now, is the ass hairless? I need to know for my listeners. Well, <laughs> it, it depends. It depends on uh, my... How recently you've groomed. Exactly, yeah. 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 I, I, like, I like a clean workspace. Yeah, <laughs> uh, me too. I enjoy it. Talking ass on the ass. That's yeah, right. because you never know Matter. who you're going to meet at a urinal. You know, you got to be ready. <laughs> I'm telling you. Last night was really fun. It sounds like it was fun. I mean, and you're firing on all cylinders today. <laughs> you, think? you really That's are. Right. I got another hour after fun. this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, who is more likely to do the following? And you guys can just yell these out. Do the dishes. Patrick. Patrick. Talk dirty in bed. Oh, both, both of us. Oh, I love that. Uh, get into an argument with a stranger. Patrick. Patrick. Really? Yeah. You seem so chill to me. I'm, I am, but I'm, uh, my fuse for being like inconvenience is short. Interesting. Mm, mm-hmm. I feel uh, like a politician. I, I don't let that. I don't let it down. Yeah, Daniel's yeah. very... Very even keeled with things like that. But Pat, but neither of us really get in conflict with strangers. Yeah, really I would be ever. surprised. Mm. Um, cry during a movie. Patrick. Patrick. Uh, <laughs> go more than one day without taking a shower. Both of us. Both Probably of us. me. I would say me. Yeah. And finally, come first. Daniel. <laughs> Isn't that so much pressure on you? I feel like I'm always the first one to come, and then I'm like, ugh. Now I have to like do this work to get, make the other person come, and I just am exhausted. I just yeah, want to relax. Exactly you look in at your watch. You know, you it is sort tunnel. of like a. Uh, you know, it's like a show business cue, like when like the Oscars or, or, or you know orchestra starts playing the playoff music. That's my version. <laughs> and presenting next is yeah. Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and then right. Liam Neeson walks in, and he finishes the job. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, uh, we have just a couple of minutes left. Can I trouble you for um, dancing on my own? I really do oh, love that Lord. song. I didn't even warm up here. Ew, you already sang. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear an acoustic Daniel version of this. Yeah. Singing. Mm-hmm. The song of the 90s. <laughs> or the 2010s. Somebody said he got a new friend. Does he love you better than I can? Black cloud over my town. I know where you're at, I bet he's around. Yeah, I know it's stupid. I just gotta see it for myself. I'm in the corner watching you kissing. I'm right over here, why can't you see me, oh, I'm giving it my all, I'm not the guy you're taking home, oh, I keep dancing on my own. Patrick, how can people follow you online? Uh, at Patrick McCollum Moves on Instagram. Daniel, how can people follow you online? Follow me, Daniel Riker Lives. On life. A life, Daniel. yeah, the, uh, Daniel Riker Lives. Daniel Riker Life on Instagram. Joey. Joey's Jam on Instagram. Ooh. J 
JB. Stalking Anarchy 12 only on Instagram. I want to thank you guys so much. Please come back again anytime. I love you both. Tune in next week to hear another brand new ass with our special guest, openly gay American Idol finalist David Hernandez. Subscribe to this podcast at dnrstudios.com. Don't forget to order your ass merch at adamsank.com. Follow me, me, on Twitter and Instagram at adamsank and on TikTok at adamsankofficial. Email me at adam at adamsank.com. Have a great week, bitches. Happy Pride. Happy Happy singing. I'm right over here, why can't you see me? Oh, I'm giving it my all, I'm not the guy you're taking home. Oh, I keep dancing on my own, I keep dancing on my own. Yeah, I keep dancing on my own. Yeah.